Hello and welcome. I am Giles Alderson and this is the Filmmakers Podcast. Today is my absolute delight to welcome to the podcast Jason Wingard, the fantastic director, and we chat about issues with directing and trying to make indie films and why he went out and made In Another Life, his Biffa-winning debut feature set in the Calais jungle whilst waiting for things to happen on his latest feature film, Eaten by Lions, which is his hilarious comedy and is out now. Oh, Jason's such a great guy. Uh, I've known him for quite a while, as you'll find out in the podcast. And it's an absolute delight to sit down and chat to him literally just before the premiere of Eaten by Lions. I have now seen the film. Obviously, when we're recording this, I hadn't. Now I have. And I have to say, and I mean this, Eaten by Lions is a charming, ridiculously well-made comedy and coming-of-age tale, brilliantly acted, gorgeous imagery by D.O.P. Matthew North, and expertly edited by Andrew McKee, and wonderfully directed by Jason himself. And you really, really, really should see this. It is so funny. I was with Dom Lenoir, and we were laughing our heads off. It was one of the funniest Q&As I've ever been to afterwards with Johnny Vegas and and all the team, but that's by the by. Um, But it's in UK cinemas now. Go support it. It is a really small, independent feature film, and you can see it all across the country. It's incredible it's got this release, so go support it. You won't be disappointed. It's hilarious. Jason is such a wonderful guy, so hopefully you will enjoy this podcast as much as I enjoyed chatting to Jason about it. Right, we have some amazing news. We have a new sponsor of the Filmmakers Podcast. Yes, we do. It is Performance Insurance. Oh, yeah. These guys are really cool. I've Bizarrely, I've been insured by them for years. And we were contacted separately and said, oh, maybe we could uh, get involved somehow. And suddenly it was like, oh, it turns out I was already insured by them, which is amazing. They've been brilliant over the years, helping me on my projects. And I've been directing and producing stuff. And I can't recommend them highly enough. So it's an absolute delight that they're joining us. They're going to be sponsoring one every month. And they're also sponsoring the Make Your Film event as well, which is really cool. So if you've not got an insurance company yet, or if you have one and you're looking to change, I can recommend Performance. They do um, annual or they can do short-term insurance. So if you've got a last-minute shoot, speak to them. They'll sort you out. And there's lots of positives. And we'll go into that next time. But for now, Performance Insurance. Recommend these guys. And not just because they're sponsoring the show, which is amazing, but because... I really like them. The guys there, Gareth and Michael and Daniel and all the team are fantastic. And they will serve you well. Just tell them the Filmmakers Podcast sent you and they will look after you. That's all you need to do. Speaking of Make Your Film there, which uh, performance will be sponsoring the next one, it is on April the 23rd and our first guest has been announced. Oh yeah, it is the fantastic actress and director, Alice Lowe. Yep, she was seen in the Bandersnatch Black Mirror episode. She's amazing in that. She's also been in Sightseers uh, and so many other brilliant films, but she directed and starred in Prevenge, a brilliant horror film. So we're going to be talking all about that. April the 23rd, there's literally a couple of days left for you to get the early bird discount. If not, price goes up. Anyway, April the 23rd, can't wait to see you there because we've also teamed up with UK Actors Tweet Up. Uh, Angela Peters, some myself and Dom, teamed up with her for this one as well. Link to the Make Your Film event is in the show notes. Get them quick. 
Okay, I also want to talk about Boudica. Now, Boudica, if you might have seen from some of the tweets this week, is the latest crowdfunding campaign that I'm actually involved in. I've been asked to come and direct this for Anna Rubin, the fantastic producer and actress who is making this film of Boudica. We're just making a teaser trailer for now to show what we can do to investors and people out there. As I was say to you, whatever you can do is just, if you can shoot something, then go do it. If it can help your film get made, then go do it. And this is what we're doing. So we're raising a little bit of cash to go get this made. It's a story, the origin story of Boudicca, and it's very female-led, and it is brilliant. The link is in the show notes. Go have a little look at the video Anna's put together and some of the team we've got involved as well. Andy Rogers going to be DOPing. We've also got an amazing cast. Ah, oh, yeah. So that's all coming together very nicely. Link is in the show notes for all these things, for performance, for Boudicca, and for Eaten by Lions, where you can go see it as well. Right. Before we get to today's episode just a little bit of an update for you king arthur project that i was supposed to be doing now this morning i was supposed to be shooting it's got put back there's various reasons why this didn't happen right now but basically it's been put back till october you were three weeks away from shooting when i found out and it's tough because you build your hopes up you get prepping for it you get visualizing it in your mind but these things happen and it's happened to me before and I'm sure it'll happen again and you've just got to prepare yourself for it and you've just got to accept that yeah okay things can go wrong and things can change and you just got to pick yourself up and go on to the next one and like I say now I'm doing booty car and we're prepping that and getting that ready so it's all good um so I'm just filling you in I'm letting you know what is happening but hopefully I say hopefully because you have to we're shooting that in October that's the date we've got at the moment before we jump into today's episode with Jason I want to tell you about next week's episode next Tuesday it's going to be with the director James Kent who tells us all about his brand new film Aftermath which stars Kira Knightley Jason Clark and Alexander Skarsgård I'm sure you'll have seen the posters around super exciting he is with us next week so let's get to today's podcast with the brilliant and wonderful guy Jason Wingard enjoy <laughs> um, I am delighted to be joined by the fantastic director Jason Wingard. Hello, mate. Hi, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. Me and you met um, quite a few years ago now. Yes, yeah, right. He came around my house. We did, yeah. And you're pretty much your back garden. Yes, exactly. The glamour of filmmaking. Yeah. And we were making a. Uh, you you'd won the Virgin Media Shorts yeah. a couple of times, but this was for two twenty. Two twenty. Yeah. Um, I was directing the past five years' winners, and it was right, like yeah. a, a special show to them, if you like, and we're showing bits from it and interviewing the, the past winners. Yeah, mm. so you'd come well, you made that journey, didn't you? You'd had a bit yeah. of a disaster that day, I do know, remember that as yeah. well. Lost some kit, went missing, but um, we managed to get it, get it filmed, get it done. Yeah, we yeah. absolutely did. We got it done, and it was, it was great, wasn't it? I was, yeah, um, and actually it was a good competition. I think that competitions like that, existed didn't they back then it's yeah. kind of like prize money's gone out the window yeah absolutely <clears throat> so we we i deliberately targeted like you know short film competitions with prize money mm. and done all right with it but you know because i it was i felt like it was a bit of a shortcut from doing that arduous festival circuit totally that makes sense you know to go do you know what, i'm going to target uh, these competitions that can win a little bit of prize and they gave you money to 
make your next short, right? If That's right. But, you know, yeah. and it, it was more than that because he started to open. The, you, 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 people know who you are. And it's really difficult outside of London, or it was at that particular time. Yeah. But I think Oscar Sharp had, had done the same thing. He was going, I'm going to target the short film circuit. So there's a couple of people who were doing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And once you've got your platform, then you're known and then you can have a conversation, can't you, with the BFI or Creative England or whoever it is. Yeah. Uh, and at least they know your work. Absolutely. So how did it go from there then? Obviously, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd made a couple of shorts. You'd yeah. Done, you'd doing really well. You'd done the Virgin Media shorts. You'd won that. How did you then progress from there? How did you take it further to, to making feature films? Well, we, I started doing lots of pilots then for the BBC and, and Comedy North, in particular with a producer called Joe Blake. Yeah. Um, and then you start to have conversations, don't you? And people start to talk to you about feature films. It was straight after the Virgin Media Shorts, people were asking me, what features do you want to do? Great. And I was like, well, I didn't understand how the whole thing worked. Oh, you, you, could, didn't, you didn't have yeah, anything ready? I didn't have like a slate of ideas ah. or anything. I was just kind of, you know, bumbling from one short thing to another. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So I didn't really understand how, how the game worked really. Um, and it was an opportunity lost, no doubt about it. But uh, you soon learn, don't you? And I had lots of people who were working with me and some people who, who gave good advice, particularly uh, Rebecca Mark Lawson, who was one of the curators for the BFI Virgin Shorts. And uh, she she told me, you know, basically broke that things down. You should have some ideas, start to generate some things and et cetera, et cetera. And that's what I started to do for a couple of years. Uh, but it took a little bit of time. In the meantime, the, we'd done a short film with the prize money, and that kept coming round, really. People kept asking about it, and it was uh, going to Mecca, yeah. which, we, which is basically the short version of Eaten by Lions. Great. Uh, but it's one of those that they, they turned it down, the BFI and uh, Creative England, as it was, they mm-hmm. turned it down for funding. And I thought, well, that's it, you know. But this, uh, I had a, a meeting with another producer and they said oh we'll go make this film for a half a million to a million right and i said okay put that in writing sure and they did and right. i just went round the pub showing it people <laughs> <laughs> going see? see it did happen <laughs> yeah it did happen yeah but at the same time <laughs> i didn't really take it that seriously because i'm just thinking you know I, i've been around enough to think that you know talks cheap yeah and how many filmmakers are talking you know do you hear talking about they're going to go off and make a feature film absolutely and the sad reality is of either the money falls away or lots of people don't don't manage to do it because mm-hmm. it's it's difficult as you know yeah very um so but that was that was it really you know it was kind of one of those ideas that kept coming around where at the time we were under contract with emu films who did catch me daddy the goob mm-hmm. and uh, jawbone yeah and we had a little bit of a dispute with them about uh, the rights for the short and we had a year to wait before it could could go. But within that year, I got some development money and I went off and made In Another Life as well. Which is amazing, which is your first feature film yeah. set in the Calais jungle. Before we get to mm. there, though, I'm really interested to know, do, do you think if you'd at the time, after you'd won Virgin Media Shorts, yeah. you, that time when people were going, cool, what have you got? Yeah, if yeah. you'd had something, do you think you'd have gone on a different direction? Um, we all know that projects fall down, they don't happen. But by having projects ready, do you think that would have been a good thing? Oh, yeah, it would have been a good thing, no doubt about it. But at the same time, I think you've got to be ready when you're ready. Because I would have just been being led by other people at that time. Got you. And now I know, you know, so you kind of like can smell the BS a mile away Absolutely. when you meet people, you know. Yep. So you just kind of go and you, you know, so there's lots of people who are claim to be involved in film, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, it's who, easy to, to say you're a producer. Anyone yeah, of course it, it is. On a business you know. card. So but also I made it my, uh, you know, I wanted to learn 
from a with a producer's hat on as well how you raise money how you finance things mm-hmm. how it starts from that ground up i didn't want everything to be bypassing me as a director i think that's really valuable now for me going forward yeah uh, I, yeah of course it is i think yeah. it's vital so you're, you you were, at that time um going to mecca became eaten by lions the feature film which yeah. which we're watching the premiere of tonight which that's I'm right, very yeah. excited, which is released pretty much when this comes out so it's released now eaten by lions so in that meantime, while that was sort of the problems were happening, you yeah. were like, I'm going to go and make my own film. Yeah, so I'd, I'd read that uh, stat where 95% of British directors only ever make one feature. So I was like, right, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to make two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to make two. Yeah. So kind of like, and also you kind of go, well, you, you know that experience tells you at any given point in time with the amount of disappointment. So I'm just saying to you before, you, yeah. you know, you, you, I think you go in naive, naively when you first start out thinking that somebody's going to tap on the door with a bag full of money and, you know, you have this magic moment where, you know, but it doesn't happen like that ever ever you know you have to go and graft and 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 something that you think is going to happen it never plays out the way that you 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 plan it in your own mind it's kind of like it's a bit like chinese whispers you get a film at the end of it but it may not be the one that you intended to do etc etc yeah yeah so uh you know so I was aware of that. So I, so I was watching Channel 4 documentary, Lorry Hoppers, and I thought, I, I have no idea what's going on in Calais. I want to go and find out. So I got to a couple, couple of actors. I thought, we'll go into the Calais jungle. We'll start shooting, and uh, I'll make a trail and raise some money. And that's exactly what I did. Wow. You know, how did you raise the money for it? First of all, well, the first of all, the, the money was was mine. It was my development money for the other project. So oh. it was the development money for. Uh, so I had a like almost like a director's agreement fee and a writing fee for right. Eaten by Lions, and I used, just used that money. To, it was twenty grand. I went and put it into the first film. Mate, that's amazing. <laughs> were they were they all right with that? Did they because obviously they were supposed to be Yeah, I mean it was kind that. of like it was it was a bit weird cuz the contracts didn't have it tied down. I was aware of that. So I was kind of going, okay, you know, but also it was kind of quite friendly, uh, but there was a few things that happened and the producers changed on Eaten by Alliance. And so I didn't know that was going to happen. Right. But at the time nobody seemed to have any problem with me going in this interim period going and making a short a film. I think that they just thought this is not never going to materialize into a feature you know sure so i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna this is great i've I'm got 20 grand you know what yeah. I mean? yeah you know and also it was great for me when i came back i could go to investors look i put my own money where my mouth is really so true so you know and they and that's exactly what one of the investors said he said well if you're willing to put some money in, i'll put some money in uh and that was it that's yeah, amazing you know yeah and that's, okay, so how did you actually make it? Because you did, did you didn't shoot in, in Calais Jungle? Because yeah, I'm we like, did. Yeah, we you shot, actually did as well. Yeah, amazing. we shot. We shot two. We shot it in a weird way. So because of the way it was made, it was kind of a very much a guerrilla feature film. Yeah. We did three ten day blocks, so it's thirty days shooting. Okay, but we did a ten day block in the Calais Jungle. Yep. Came back, looked at what we had listen to all the stories that we had and refugees that were meeting there and they're telling us how what's going on and why it's going on and why they're and you're starting to get okay now i'm starting to understand why all these people are here Mm. and then you got we built a set and in warrington and in and uh and that was amazing the art director who you just met he did an amazing job built me a mini calais jungle on an anti-fracking site and Which it looked incredible. brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah, it looks brilliant. In the but film. by that point, people, refugees have made it to the UK who met us out there and getting in contact with me saying, can we come over and be in the film in Warrington? No way. <laughs> so it starts to blur the lines. That's you know incredible. I mean? So now and I'm going, brilliant, because yeah. now I know that people are never going to be 
know whether we're in the jungle or not because I've got that guy there, I've got that guy there. We're in, you can see we're in the jungle, and then we're in our little set, you know. So, That's so cool. How did it feel then? How did you it, did you come up with the story through the interviews, or did you have the story already, or based on a short? Yeah, no, it was kind of the stories were coming through just talking to people, and you started to realise that you can't explain away this situation in just you know classifying everybody as refugees or immigrants or yeah. this you know and you could think go hold on you, to understand that place you've got to understand individual the individual cases so there's nine thousand people there from probably 20 different countries you've got to start understanding what's going on in somalia in the sudan mm-hmm. in afghanistan in iraq it, you know and you start to go okay this this is more much more much more interesting yeah. but you can't just write it away and you know in the, that's what i think was happening in the press when i was watching it mm. so you want to give people a voice as well to tell their own story and of course, it is unique when you start talking to people, mm. and of course, you start to see people as people, yeah, <laughs> which is even just, more important. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. vital, and yeah. vital. So, how did you when you set it up? You built the set in Warrington, yeah, and it's, it looks just like the Calais Jungle, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how then did you uh, work the story out? How did you make it? You know, turn it into the feature film that it is, and get yeah. the story. Well, then you've got to be aware that you know this isn't a documentary, so yes. you start to look for the things that are going to work visually. You know, and that's kind of comes from experience of making films. I suppose you know that you've got to entertain as well. Yeah. So it's an it's a, a fabricated story about two guys trying to get to the UK, uh, but it's based on real things that were happening, and so it just became a big, you know. So we almost like it was having a big bin bag full of information. You've had to pick out and construct a, a, a viable story from that. Yeah. But it worked. It was kind of like a, in its its own way. I mean, and the fact that it was gritty and it was, you know, black and white, it's, it's you know, rough and ready. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of, you know, shooting on the from the hip basically you know what i mean yeah. so we're, we're, we're rushing and moving and shooting something you don't get another retake and then we're in the and we're reconstructing things when we start to reconstruct riots and then we're into real riots and mm. and so it was it was uh it was a pretty crazy project yeah but there was an urgency about it an immediacy about the whole project you know what i mean it's like uh it's one that may pop up further down the line i think because that's place has gone it feels a bit more like a historical uh, moment in narrative a moment in time you know that's been and gone but you know i think was very influential to lots of things we're seeing now yeah and what happened then from that you obviously you, you constructed the story you made the film yeah got it out there how did that (laughs) <laughs> well it's quite funny because we took it to people and the first thing one guy said to us you're one of the people in film industry they said oh this is box office poison <laughs> i was like great let's right. put that on the poster yeah. <laughs> that'll get people in yeah <laughs> you know but it was it it, it didn't turn out it, people there was an audience for it and there is an audience for it you know it was kind of like uh it was one of those, at the time, the people were seeing things in a certain way here. But it did very well in the festival circuit. We we launched at Raindance. We won the Best UK yeah, feature at Raindance. Yeah, amazing. And then we'd go and roll into Biffa. We won a Biffa Discovery Award. And so that's like, you know, it's already batting, you know, way above its average. It's yeah. kind of like it's doing much, much better than we thought this tiny little independent you know small small film does but that's doing exactly the same thing that virgin media shorts was doing for us on on the short platform this is doing it for us on with the the, with the bigger bigger league you know what i mean yeah 
So um, that's ba- basically how that played out. Great, great. And, yeah. and and from there, did you then, was there quite a lot of interest in you in terms of, okay, this is the kind of director he is and going down that route? Because the yeah. reason is Eaten by Lions is a very different film. Yeah, well, this is kind of like, you know, which is another thing that you get told that you shouldn't do, isn't mm. it? You know, you're meant to genre hop you're meant to, be to make the boxes, same film yeah. over and over again mm. for 20 years. Yeah. But that never really struck me that I was going to be that kind of director and I wanted to genre hop and I wanted to do stuff that was kind of like you know appealed to me at the time um but you know it's a privilege to be able to make a film full stop first of all so to get these two out of the way is amazing and now you start to go can we make a third can we make a fourth and you know you start Mm -hmm. to but it's a it's about isn't it you know I was talking about, I was going to meetings, I was going to these courses, and I felt like I was on this endless conveyor belt for mm. funding, yeah. and I was competing for the same pots of money. Right. And there was thing people that, you know, I felt that were kind of like at some points were further behind, they would leap in front, and, and I was kind of going, what is that? And have they, is it to do with personal relationships involved in the funding bodies? Right. You know, and I felt that kind of like uh, it was a bit weird. So I, I thought, well, there's one way to get attention, and if you feel that you're a genuine filmmaker you go and make films right mm-hmm. uh, that kind of ben wheatley kind of model yep. appealed to me where i was going like here's somebody who's just gone you know we don't need permission to make films we can go and make them yeah. you know and that kind of like i think that that's uh, an important thing for filmmakers if that's your particular drive and sure. you want to make stuff that way i think yeah go for it because that's the way you're going to get attention yeah i totally agree mate absolutely you can wait for ages for the bfi if if ever we'll say yeah sure we're going to put some money into your film or yeah. screen yorkshire or whatever but if you're just waiting for that it's it's a long yeah, way I, I mean i think that it's, th- those people are you know don't get me wrong i think that there there's great people involved in all of those those bodies no doubt about it mm. and but they can't get to everybody yeah. it just by then if you think about it not you know logically they do this you know what 200 people who are ready you know what i mean at any given point in time yeah, yeah. and there's one two of them they can only get to three or four projects seriously mm. and so uh it's how do you get into that you know you know what i mean if you if you're not one of the two or three or four then don't let that knock you back go and make it find another way to make it you know yeah, yeah which is what you did exactly with yeah. Ian by lions let's talk about that then we tell us a little bit about what it's about yeah, it's a, a road trip movie. It's about two half brothers. Um, one of them's half Pakistani. One of them's got a disability, played by Jack Carroll and Antonio Keel. And their gran has essentially been r- raising them because their parents got eaten by lions when they were little. And the gran d- passes away, and then Omar finds a little biscuit tin full of memorabilia, which leads him to his real Pakistani father in Blackpool. Well, we've been talking about uh, adoption. Good, isn't it, Omar? Thank you. No, we're just meant to Pete. I think I'm going to go find my dad. Grand knew where he was all along. She just never let on. Where are you going, then? India? No. Blackpool? I feel you're not just here for fun. I feel you've come on a mission. And I think this is going to be a very special moment for you. I feel guilty that I I doubted you. You mustn't worry. I just Googled Malik Chowdhury Blackpool. What I'm hearing is, where's my dad? Where's my dad? (laughs) He's not here, is he? What's up, fam? You hand it over. Nice and slow. I love you, Gran. See now. 
electronic prayer mat. And look, it's got lights. I, I don't want your money. No, I know, but it's like for you to get some decent clobber because you look like a freak right now. Strong, sexy. Those are my middle names. Sometimes people say death means change. Today you're alive and well, and that might change. Randy little reprobates has deflowered my lotus flower and got my niece up the duff. We haven't. Did you know about me? I swear down, I did not know that you even existed. If I did, I would have done the right thing, bro. Move to Karachi or something. It's <laughs> fun. <laughs> It's a road trip movie. It's a guy trying to find his heritage, and it's about family and all of those things. And it's uh, with lots of little cameos from the comedy royal family, I guess. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You've got some amazing people in it. Let's yeah. um, so give a, a rundown of who you've got uh, for the English lot who know who these people are. Absolutely. Yeah. You've got Asim Chowdhury, who was fantastic in uh, People Who Do Nothing. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. He's really good. And we kind of written that role with him in mind, no doubt about it. Yeah. And, um, Asim came on board very early on, actually. And then we kind of lost him, and then we went and got him back. We went and had a little meeting and said, oh, come on, please. You know, we, we begged him to do it, and he, he yeah. agreed. Good. You know, it was perfect for, for this role. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then you've got Johnny Vegas. Johnny obviously. Vegas, yeah. Johnny well, had no. done some shorts with, I knew from Manchester anyway, around oh, okay. the, the, the Northern Circuit. Um, I used to do stand-up as when I was younger, and so I knew Johnny and lots of other stand-up comedians from the Northwest, and I'd worked with lots of people for the BBC and various other things. Right. But Johnny's just, um, he's always been my comedy hero in a way. Yeah, so he's, how nice to get him to, to yeah. actually agree to be in the film. And he's a very bright, <laughs> lovely bloke, actually. I heard Will Self talking about him. Yeah. And it was kind of one of the things that I don't think people realise, that Johnny Vegas' is act is an act. <laughs> I agree. I don't think you know, people know that. It's yeah. that good an act, but he's brilliant and he's very, very funny and very sharp. And so um, he can, you know, he's he's, uh, he's 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 brilliant, brilliant to watch. It's kind of like um, someone described him. How did they describe it? A, a car crash in slow motion? <laughs> <laughs> but it's brilliant yeah he's brilliant. brilliant you've got it's got him and kevin eldon yeah um the list goes on you've got you know hayley tamadden yeah uh, vicky pepperdine vicky pepperdine tom bins is brilliant as well uh, yeah another brilliant comic um you know so uh yeah dash and jarawala yeah. knitting ganatra yeah. yeah great 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 cast great list so how did you go about getting them first of all well let's maybe let's jump back to actually yeah go on. from your short to, to this you yeah. then went off and made another film during that time was this sort of still because you said you wanted to go make that because things weren't moving on eaten by lions so yeah how did we, it we were kind change? of a little bit shackled on that you know but the money was still coming in and we kind yeah. of had you know and so we in the meantime it gave us a bit of time to write the script so we were working on the script and actually i, I realize now but you didn't you know that what i thought was a shooting script probably wasn't I, we could have done with another couple of passes but you know mm. it's another learning curve really just like you take your time make sure you get your script absolutely right before you go and shoot but you sometimes know. that's hard isn't it because you it's think it's right yeah, yeah, yeah it's in the edit you see it you go ah oh, 
Oh, yeah. right. Should yeah, you go that. and yeah, you go and get your coverage done mm. on your script, and you know, and with those notes, it's annoying at the time, but you know, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I agree. this would have done, just benefited from another couple of passes, but yeah. you know, it was still a good script, and it was good enough to attach all of this talent to it. Mm. And essentially, the, a lot of people were doing it on the basis of the script. That, yeah, absolutely. So you know, that tells you that it was working on the page, and that people were laughing, and they got what this story was about. Yeah. So you know. Yeah. yeah, either that or all these actors were desperate for work, which is probably a mix of the two. No? <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. So, so at that point, okay. So, how did you raise the money? How did it all happen and come together? Uh, well, the money was kind of raised all via private equity, and by that point, I'd learned you know what was going on and how you do that, and you know various different schemes and tax breaks for people. So, and I was getting in the room with with investors as well and talking to them about other projects, Vital, which is a, yeah. which is you know vital as well. But I mean, some a mate of mine said a really good point. He said, you know, you meet one millionaire, you can meet two, because they're most likely going to be hanging out with other millionaires. You yep. know, so yeah. uh, it, it's uh, a little bit of common sense, really, when you go in and go treading those boards and getting you know trying to raise money that way. Yeah, because like you say, you, uh, these millionaires, let's say one of them likes your project, likes you, they might not want to put in, but they'll go, I know someone who does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how it can lead on. Yeah, definitely. You know, you've got to keep getting to those those pots of money and actually for lots of the people that are involved it can they they don't like losing money for certain but the mm. same and they they kind of like have usually come from other businesses yeah um and but film is still a glamorous industry isn't it there's always lots of people who are willing to invest in films yeah and the money if they're wealthy enough might not mean that you know could be pocket change really. totally or a little write-off for them or, yeah 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 so it's like um so you know i think it's for increasingly important i think for directors to know a little bit about this you mm-hmm. know so you're not behest to all of you know the the producer or anybody else you Absolutely. know know a little bit yourself i think yeah. is, is good because well, that way you can go in the meeting like you did yeah. and understand that world and sort of say well yeah I, I know that this is how you can earn the money back this way because they'll be looking to you as a director yeah or you as the producer to understand all this and if you don't if you go oh i'm passing this on to my exec or to yeah, my, yeah. they go no oh, i'm not sure well yeah and of You've course you're kind of like yeah you do so it's a bit of diversifying so we you know we raise the, the money fairly this simply we're really right with several investors and uh and did, away we go we were ready to go did you have a, a pack did you have a, a waterfall schedule did you have everything yeah we had to that you know but it was all kind of coming in at the same time so it was really at the, at the time of raising the first bit of money it was just a, a really good one pager with who was going to be in it oh really yeah it was something nothing more than that it did become like a waterfall pack eventually yeah but you know it wasn't like a very difficult sell to people it was kind of going look this is who we're going to get in it this is who we are there some of the investors went and watched all of one of them watched all of my films wow so you know kind of like was really thorough well, at that you point know. you guys should have probably taken that short off. yeah exactly he was going <laughs> yeah. like that but he's going like even the dodgy ones he yeah. quite liked so it was like you know we're fair enough you know yeah um so we knew you know who i was and what i was about and actually getting anyone you know you know that if you go for some money somewhere they might yeah. watch one short you know what I mean? if, if you're, you're lucky. lucky you know yeah Absolutely. You know. Well, that shows it because I've got quite a few packs ready and a lot of them are, you know, eight pages or something. But sometimes it pays because they don't look at it. They haven't got time to read it all. Yeah, so people them, have told me think, this before. Yeah, I think that kind of like the last the last packs we did that we took to Berlin were one page. And actually we had someone come in to us like a dream meeting. Yeah, influential said I like that project. I could get this X amount of money for this and we could get this person attached. 
and on one page and a few pictures. And it was like, and and also going, why, why, why has this film never been done before? And we were like, great, that's exactly what we want. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. Sometimes that's enough. Yeah. Rather than doing pages and pages of no, I, you know, I think stuff. it's it's but you know at the same time because you start to get to a point where you're going, well, I'm not going to do any serious work on this unless there's serious interest in yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where I suppose you know you kind of like you're thinking where we're at now, mm-hmm. going, I, I'm I'm into this project, but only if the you know and actually raising money for the writing is the most difficult bit. It is 100. percent you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, because getting people to buy in at that stage is really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. But this is tent, and this is somebody who's saying, you know, look, we I look, like this project, and that's enough then to kind of go, okay, and you show somebody else and go, this is who else is involved, and they might, they, you know, they'll give us a little letter of in- uh, intent, and you know, and off you go. And suddenly you're rocking and rolling. Yeah. Okay, so now you've raised your money. It, yeah. You've done very well to do that, yeah. um, which is incredible. People out there will be very envious of you now because it seems like you had your shit together and you you know, you know, really turned it on when you needed to. Yeah, um, Yeah, but don't be taken in by that. I stumbled no, into on. it, you know what I mean? And I think that anyone can do it. you just got to, you know, you need good people around you, but, you know, well, let's move, move on. Yeah. No, no, this is great. No, I think that's yeah. really interesting that you, you're saying you stumbled into it because it's – it's easy to see the business side of it and go, well, that's someone in a suit talking to someone else in a suit about how it, yeah. how they do it. But actually you're going, no, 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 it's just me and talking no, about it. No, you just have, you have your wits about you and listen and kind of like, and you'll be all right. You'll be fine. And listen to other people and that, 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 you know, and also surround yourself with people that you trust yeah. who are going to give you good advice. You know, there's some, actually the best people that I've met working in the film industry, have absolutely nothing to prove. And I have always got that in the back of my mind, mm. you know, all of the best people who have done the best, biggest things, they've got absolutely nothing to prove. Yep. And so anybody who's kind yeah. of like trying to do the one upmanship thing, I just get really suspicious right away. Cause I think this is somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. So keep that in the back of your mind, people, you should be all right. That's great advice. Cause it's true. I, I think I suppose the problem is when people are starting out, yeah. And they're trying to get the first one made or do anything. It's really hard to know who to trust. Yeah, definitely. I know, but you know, this is it. Cause I'm, I work with uh best producer I work with, or one of the best producers I work with, you know, I've got to say kind of like, uh, got a backtrack here, <laughs> <laughs> but one of the best producers I work with, and he was, he really experienced. He worked with Lars von Trier, Woody Allen. Yeah. And if you sat with him, you would never, ever know any of that. He would just talk to you. And if he gave, asked for some advice, he'd give you it straight. Wow. You know? Yeah. They're the kind of people you want to hang around with. They're the kind of people yeah. who you want to make films with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. So he's kind of like, um, yeah. And learn from, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Lovely fella. There you go. Great. Um, okay. So now you've got everything ready. How did you then go about making it? How did you actually set up your shots? How did you get your DPs? Yeah. So we, yeah, we started to, we, we had a lot of control actually as to who we're, we're in. We were kind of surrounded by a familiar team. Relatively an experienced team as well, really. Um, Okay. And that's probably something that if I did again, I'd probably do that slightly differently. But it's easy to say now because I was surrounded by a friendly team. We had a great time on set. Everyone pulled together to make, and it can be difficult on a low-budget shoot. We were trying to shoot over 23 days. It was, we were massive, a crazy schedule. We are moving from location to location, city to city. And uh, it was a stressful 23 days, you know. Mm. Um, And so... Uh, but 
and it w- it's in some ways I just think well you should have surrounded yourself with uh, some so you know but there's pros and cons to both I think yeah uh, we did it and actually I think if we do the next one next one I'll go okay you know I'm not worried about whatever team we work with here you know they're pro they'll want to come in and, and but it's an important thing to get right isn't it and mm. then you know from you kind of like you can have a problem with one person and that can just ruin sour the whole shoot it can be you know so I mean? toxic one person can be so toxic yeah yeah so and it's really hard to to fire them or to you know because it's yeah sometimes you have to but it is really difficult because yeah i've had i've had oh. it on one of the films where i just thought this one person was just didn't get it didn't understand it but we kind of were stuck with them and um you know you've kind of sometimes you just got to go on with that as well you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah you do what could we, you kind of go okay let's swallow it and make it you know enough of your crew will understand and we just kind of cocooned ourselves and ignored this other person yeah and you can do it but i say it's it's toxic and especially when you're making a film it's hard anyway you want to have a at least have a great team around you so you can have a beer afterwards and not you know worry about it and not be like oh god well yeah i mean of course it's not taking yourself too seriously as well we're not you know this with the old bill hicks joke we're not finding a cure for cancer or it's it's so a, it's fun and it's a privilege to be able to make films mm. and so keep that in your minds as well yeah and so most of the time you don't have any problems with anybody occasionally you do and uh if you can sort that out at the hiring stage then that's yeah that's pretty much half the battle they say yeah. the same with casting isn't it yeah it's, yeah it's, it's actually yeah, we did we did we spotted something in the casting that wasn't right and it was you know it was for the good of the project there was nothing personal it was mm-hmm. like you know yeah yeah, let's you, do it now. Let's do it now. Absolutely, yeah. try and uh, nip it in the bud early doors. Yeah. Okay, so on set then, what's your process as a director working with actors? How do you like to? Do you rehearse with them before? How are you um, on set? Uh, we didn't have time to rehearse or the money to rehearse. Really, I had a time with the two leads on so, Eaten by Lions. On yeah, Eaten by yeah, Lions. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of like so. With that, you know, kind of like so. A lot of the time, you come out on set and you don't see it until you're there. So we block on the set. Okay. We were shooting in physical locations. One or two little bits as we shot in the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you find it, figure it out then, and then also you kind of it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you're, you're working with experienced actors. You've got them out, and you've only got them for a day or two, and you try to find your feet, and you've got lots of extras, and you know it can be. You know, I always try to keep one or two things in my mind. So people are firing things to you and questions, and I've always got, you know, I want some kind of answer for it. Yeah. And it's usually what the central themes are or the central themes of the, 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 the scene. Yeah. So you don't lose, you know, uh, you lose your way in a way. Yeah. You know, so you're kind of going, okay, what's this about? And, you know, people will come up to you and go, what colour hat should I be wearing? Yeah, I know. This, this river. And then you're kind of going, okay, what's the, you can throw back at them. You go, the th- scene's about this. This is what the film's about. You know, what do you, you know, you can throw it back at them, really. Mm, good idea. Because you know, so. I've always found that it's it's kind of nice to just, even if you don't really know the answer, red or blue, it's to yeah. just go red. Yeah. And you can change your mind later. Yeah, of course you can, yeah. But I like your thing of, okay, we'll turn it around and say, well, well, yeah, I normally go, that if someone goes red or blue, I go, well, the theme's about this, what do you think? And That's they'll say, of, yeah. you know, uh, this, you know, okay. it's about family. What do you think this would happen in this, your mm. family? What's your ideas on that? Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> the blue hat. The blue hat then, yeah. We're all going with the blue hat. I think that's really interesting because there's so many things going on for a director when they're on set. It's yeah. just so all-encompassing. 
Well, the good, you know, your good crew, if they know you as well, they'll cocoon you from some of that. Mm. Um, and so you don't have to deal with all of the ins and outs of stuff. But I'm, I'm quite busy. I'm a bit like Gary Neville. I want to know what's going on, you know. Uh, <laughs> For those that don't know, Gary Neville was an ex-Manchester United footballer. He's now right. a pundit <laughs> who loves to get his nose in anyone's business. <laughs> That's right. So I kind of, I was always a little bit about wanting to know what's going on when, you know, and I had my eyes and ears in and around the set who were telling me, you know, what the harmony's like, whether people are all right, you know, good, everyone's yeah. good. And I quite like that. Um, you know, well, that's really good because then you can find that out and then go over and yeah, you, you can need sort to, it, put you your know, arm around them. And yeah, sort exactly. It out. You know, you kind of you hear the whispers of what people are. You know, if there's any discontent where yeah. it is and whatever else. And in some ways, you don't want to be thinking about that. You're thinking about the film, but you know, uh, at the same time, you got to get realistic, can't you? You know, it's, this is a collaborative process. It is it people really is. being happy is important and keeping all the crew happy is important. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's uh, part of low budget filmmaking yeah i think but also that's you in good stead for later on yeah absolutely it doesn't matter how big you get i think it should always be like that it should be this is the team and yeah. we're, we're together and we're yeah, making yeah. this and yeah and people respond to that mm-hmm. you know but also at the same time i knew that kind of like had these experienced actors coming in more experienced actors coming in but mm-hmm. i also knew that the younger cast i could be a little bit tougher on so this is yeah. my I'll go football metaphor again. Alex Ferguson, you go be tough on the youth team. On the old pros, you go, yeah, do what you want. Just go out and perform. You know? <laughs> uh, and so, yeah. you know, so it was, but with the younger ones, we worked them a little bit harder because, you know, we do, they were going to be on screen more and also yeah. they haven't got as much experience. Absolutely. And they do like to sort of mess around a little bit. I've, not not yeah. in a bad way, but sometimes it's, especially with, the, with other youngsters as well. It's kind of yeah, like, yeah. okay, well, we've got a chance. We're on a yeah, film yeah. set and let's yeah, see yeah. how it's so, quite giddy. So you've got to try and control that sometimes well, i had a little technique was when uh, yeah. they, they knew that most of the time i'm quite light-hearted but yeah. i used to do an impression of ken loach when i was angry brilliant which kept me from sounding angry <laughs> <laughs> this so so, ken loach is so lovely is he yeah, yeah absolutely do you know what this is so weird because ken loach was on our last podcast mentioned on the last podcast and oh. i tried to do an impression was dreadful yeah. so please oh no i mean mine mine would be <laughs> dreadful as well it was just the kind of making sure you had the toast in tone so right. there was a scene where we had about 30 or 40 takes and i was like oh i'm gonna kick the wardrobe in here if they don't get this on the next thing so i just went in and went hi um ken ken loach uh, just wonder if you could do that again you know it's just kind of like yeah. nice gentle tones and i've heard okay. ken loach talking to his actors and he's just got this nice it's not a good impression don't know it's just a case of nice gentle ken Gentle. And they were going, and they heard them in the, and they went, he's doing Ken. He must be angry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it right. Let's get it right. I got confused with Ken Loach and Ken Barlow then oh, for right. a minute. <laughs> yes, of course. I was, mine was more like Ken Barlow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so working with actors, you find, you've never found a problem working with them? You know what? It's one of those things, isn't it? If you, they turn up and they're good on screen, who cares? Mm, we don't yeah. have to be best mates, do we? You know, sure. so kind yeah. of like, you know. Yeah, you're not there to make best friends. You're there to make uh, a film. And... But at the same time, you've got to know where the, you know, it's you, your film, isn't it? It's kind of, ultimately, it's your core. Yeah. You have to try and find a happy medium with them. I've never had anything which was so bad. You know, I've had little fallouts now and again, but nothing major. Mm-hmm. And you kind of go, well, you know, find a solution. Let's work through a solution. Most of the time, the actors are good anyway, and they're kind of like good enough on screen. And you go, fine, you know, I don't yeah. care, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, and actually, you'll see people away from the set, and they're kind of lovely, aren't they? Weren't, you know? Yeah. So it's like... Phew, 
You know? And sometimes you don't, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what's happening in their lives with crew or cast on anything. Yeah. And I mean, it's not easy. It's the same collaborate, collaboration, I think, that collaborative process. You just kind of go, look, we're trying to get the best thing. Well, I know what your situation is. I'm not mm. going to, you know, you don't want to look bad on screen. Yes. My job is to not make the whole film look, you know, everything's got to fit together. So sit down, chat, going, what's the best solution? What's we're not working? How can we find this? Why don't yeah. we try this? Why don't we try that? You know, mm. uh, not be dictatorial. It's kind of probably worthwhile. Yeah. Although it depends on it. Some people work that way. Some people don't. I you know. know. Yeah. I've heard all sorts of you know, you know stories of people who love yeah, to be You know, I just dictator. think to myself, I, how would I want to be treated? Yeah. And yeah. I treat people that way. That's or good. try to, you know, yeah. something just sprung into my mind. But when the kids were little, when kind of Jack was like 12, 13, yeah. And they kept jumping into the fortune teller scene. Right. So um, I didn't tell them. I was like, going, they didn't understand, you know, this isn't your scene. You know, I couldn't, you know, I didn't have time. It was kind of like, we. so we're doing the reverse. The camera's not even on them. Yeah. And so I said, okay, you know what? You boys go back to the hotel. And I brought two plant pots in for, <laughs> for them, to, for the eye line. So yeah. they'd be quiet. You know, at least I knew the plant pots would, would not interject during Tom's scene. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> Brilliant. So you've literally swapped yeah. an actor for a plant pot. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, I brought, swapped two young actors out for two plant pots. So, the, so the, 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 the actor had an eye line. And he's so brilliant. He just he did it in about 10, 10 minutes, did his all these scenes. All these do you know what I've noticed is that sometimes <clears throat> those experienced actors can often do it in the first take, they, mm. especially if you've been working with them for a week or so. Yeah. so. They know what you want by then. And suddenly they go, right, okay, we're ready for their close-up. It's like, I don't need to give you any notes. That was absolutely fine. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah, well, if you got it, you got, got it. it. You know, yeah. and trust your instincts is quite right, yeah. isn't it? You know, yeah. just be kind of like, you know, if, yeah. you, if you're happy, then move on. Move on. Uh, so making a road trip movie, which is tough because yeah. you're moving around. Any yeah. advice for people trying to make a movie where they've, you know, it, it is essentially moving lots of locations, lots of different setups? Well, it's interesting because, you know, the comedy, first of all, is a tricky one because you're never going to satisfy everyone. Mm. And it's kind of quite good because, you know, largely good reviews on this, but occasionally yeah. you get one that just like don't get it. They hate it. They hate everything that you've done. And you're thinking, wow, you know, first of all, when you first get those kind of reviews, you're like, steady on. No, you it, want to it, find out who they are. You and go do. And meet them. It hurts. Yeah, it you know. really does. But then you're kind of going, oh, you know what? This is just, this is not such a bad thing. Mm. And really, you realize, particularly with comedy, you're never going to satisfy everybody. Ever. Well, you you've know? been a stand-up in the past. Yeah, you, exactly. You know, you're kind of like, there'll be so, you know, so, but there's a me an immediacy, isn't there? With co This is the thing with comedy films as well, yeah. is there's no real hiding place. You don't go away scratching your chin going, did the audience like it? <laughs> <laughs> you know if they liked it because <laughs> so they're true. laughing or they're not. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it's like it's a diff it's a difficult one, but you've got to kind of tread both things. So a comedy road movie is tricky, and also you notice that gradually comedy has been fading away from not only TV but films as well, particularly UK films. You can't. It's very hard to find a, yeah, a comedy you, at no, the moment. You know, it's kind of like. So there's only like newcomers who are mad enough to take it on, <laughs> you know. But a road trip movie, yeah, kind of like make sure you get an experienced person who's uh, scheduling for a good first AD, mm -hmm. uh, good line producer as well to kind of make sure and production managers and those kind of things are really important, aren't they? You know. Yeah. And uh, actually, with some of it was was tricky because I've got a certain way of working and I can be a little bit improvisational and you know nice. and it was it was tricky for some of them to get used to. 
working with me and vice versa but you know we got there yeah of course yeah you're yeah. gonna get there in the yeah. end yeah so but you know um, but also kind of the same things just go and enjoy it yeah if you're lucky enough to be making a film then great you know yeah absolutely nothing I, better is that totally totally and as much even if when it's pissing it down and everything's yeah. going wrong do you know what you're still really lucky to make a film well i was talking to a friend of mine i was saying that filmmaking is a bit like a juggernaut i see it once you start go rolling you know you cannot stop and so nothing can derail it nothing can, you know the wheels can fall off keep rolling in the direction yeah, you need just to go everywhere, yeah just but... go just keep going keep going keep going you know and uh, and also it's inevitable on films things will go wrong mm. you know adapt don't let them you know you can't have your nose fall out of joint on low budget filmmaking for you know no. minor things you can't you can't i remember when i was um the first time i ever started dabbling in making short films i remember that i was came on as a producer or something or associate producer and the director just freaked out mm. he didn't turn up for the first hour and when he did he just didn't know he just properly freaked out and pretty much ran off and he disappeared for six months we didn't see him again for six months <laughs> And it made me realise that it's it's really fearful. It's really scary and it's really hard. Oh, yeah, if you got to, yeah, you know, the, I think that sometimes people, I know, I know there's another project that I know of and, the, in, and, uh, and I didn't think that people were, were, were prepared and they had a great script and, mm-hmm. and a, but I could, I could already see what was going to go wrong with, with, the, with the project, you know. Yeah. And so I was talking to other people and what we, we were saying did happen and yeah. it derailed. The, and then they lost confidence and the cast lost confidence in them. And it was all sorts of things. It just spiked them out up. And I don't even know whether that project will ever recover, you know. So it's so hard for it to recover once it's gone down that route, which, which kind of puts me up to the point I wanted to say as well is when you're a director, mm. you kind of have to be the captain of the ship. Yeah. And you choose how much of a captain you are, but you still need to be the captain, right? Yeah, without a doubt, you know, but as I said, it's your, you know, at the end of it, it's going to be your name all over it. You you know, the actors will go off and work, the crew will go off and work again. You might not, you know, so that's the the thing and that's what's at stake. And so everyone's got to understand that to a certain degree. I wouldn't mind sitting down with someone explaining that to them if they, you know, Mm. but that's the, that's the, the way it is. Um, but it's uh you get you can't complain can you because when you win things they go straight to the director as well don't they you know so I mean? true yeah, yeah. so uh you, you can't have it both ways can you <laughs> no you can't yeah if you choose to be the director or the producer then it's kind of on your head you've got to accept that and... i think you've got to genuinely love it and you and yeah. I, I genuinely love it i kind of like and i love being around people who are making films i'm very supportive of anybody who's making any kind of film i mm. think it's a great thing i'm watching people like jim cummins recently and oh, what yeah. he's been doing you're going look that's great you know because yeah. you're starting to shine a light on the understanding on how things work and yeah. start, you know and, and people can go off and and do it and uh so you know yeah i'm cool. all for that good good so how did you get it sold then how did you get it into the cinemas that you've got how many how many is it now that it's a it's a 94 i think it's creeping up to 100 nearly 100 so, cinemas yeah. around the uk yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a battle, because, you, know, you know, we we, we finished shooting in May 2017, so it's kind of a two-year process to get mm-hmm. to here. We didn't really understand the kind of, like, the, that, the, the easy part of the film was going to be making a film. Getting it seen is the uh, the most challenging part, yes. you know. And so this is why, you know, a, a good production team around you is, 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 is you know, is valuable. 
but we've learned along the way. Our produ- now we've done this over two years. We know how to get a film to market and et cetera, et cetera. But it's probably two years too late. But we've managed to do it. And we kind of like we've learned on the job, if you, if you like. And how did you do it? How did you get it out there? Well, it was kind of like tr- lots of time. You know, we had lots of interest and then the interest would fall away. And you can't let this that same juggernaut thing. You just keep going and going and going until mm. you find somebody who's willing to back you. And were you doing screenings? Were you doing festivals? We how- did some investor screenings. We did some kind of things where we invited lots of people and they, they came and, you know, lots of them were lovely about it and going, no, but this isn't for us. Then you start to understand where the film market sits at the moment and how they're looking at it and what mm. their thing is and what their return is and how they're going to get recoup money if they put in uh, press and advertising. Totally, yes. You know, and so you start to get realistic in your own mind about how this is going to work. So the earlier you can get that buy-in with, with a, a film from someone, uh, the better, you know. So mm. if the BFI are backing you, they'll back you all the way. Yep. If uh, you if you're getting, you know, money from Bankside or Hamway or something like that, then you've got it there. They're going to be there supporting you all the way. So you kind of like, you know, this is you've got to start to understand that where you get that buy-in, at what point you start to do that, mm. and um, it's would be great now to go back and do this all again. <laughs> <laughs> well, would you do it differently? Would you pre-sell straight away? Is that what? Well, you'd, you'd try, wouldn't you? You know what I mean? I yeah. think it's very difficult. You kind of like, and also you when you give something up, you give something up, and so you might got not. We might have given up that and not got the creative freedom we had mm. so there's pros and cons to everything you have to you know but it's you you have to be aware that this is a business and people will only jump on board on your project when they feel that they've got something to gain and some you know so they can make some money themselves yeah uh, and that's the only reason they're going to jump on board mm. as lovely as you might be <laughs> yeah it's true that's yeah. absolutely right and great advice so how did in the end what happened um who came on board we've got a light bulb yeah, uh, Monroe films. Oh, great, yeah. yeah. So kind of like, and so there was, uh, and dealing with different uh, strands, you know. But actually, it, when once we got to this distribution stage, I started to step back actually, and uh, I've let the producer deal with with yeah. this side of it a little bit more. So it's you know, I don't know the ins and outs. I just know what I need to know, right, um, which is Hannah Stevenson, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right, Hannah. Yeah. yeah, who's great as well, you know. And 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 I suppose we have been learning together. So, you know, yeah, which is uh, really nice then that you can do that together. And then, yeah, three years later, still going, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, we still want to make films and we kind of like we've got projects that we're going forward with now, you know, and Mm. we're using all the stuff that we've learned and, you know, armed with going into the next, next things. Well, which is got, which is perfect timing because your film is in a hundred cinemas, right? You know, pretty much right now. Yeah. So it's a good time for you to go be knocking on doors and say, right. Yeah, of course. You know, so what have you got next? What's the, what's the plan? Well, we've got a few, we've got a lot of projects on the, bubble they kind of like some of you know different stages we're starting to write a couple of scripts there's a script mm-hmm. that we've been com- i've been commissioned to work congratulations work, work on which yeah. uh, has taken me a year it's kind of like a and uh, we're just in the mo at the moment starting to weirdly attach pr- a producer to that particular project okay so uh but that's a bigger budget project and this is one that was um, funded by the investors for Eating By Lines. Amazing. So, you know, and that's what I've been working on. Um, I'm doing my first TV stuff in the summer. 
And right. I'm like, I've not done any TV. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I've done lots of pilots, but I've never done any. So I'm doing a first uh, stint on children's TV. Well, congrats. So which great. Is good, you know, great, which is great, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Does um, that come from the back of it by lines and getting an agent? And No, not really. It was kind of like just being around. It's like, you know, yeah, kind of like, you know, you're just going, well, eventually you, you kind of... You keep hoping that you keep knocking at the door. Someone will give you a break, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, and and I put Eaton Bar lines are probably in their eye line, and they're kind of going, "Oh yeah, Jason, you know." It's a reminder, isn't it, for everyone? Well, the fact that you've made something and not just one but two films, which yeah. is not what ninety percent of other directors have done, yeah, and yeah. it is you're knocking on their door. They just see that. It, yeah. it already shows you're making movies. It's, it's and then there's thing. kind of like a weird thing happened was like you know, a mate of mine who uh, is a Radio Four producer. Yeah. There was a short film that we made twenty years ago, right? And they said, "Oh, why don't we dip- adapt it for radio?" And right. I was like, okay, we put it in, and that's edging closer and closer. So I don't want to jinx it, but that sure. may end up on the radio 20 years down the line. And it was from wow. a short film that we did, a series of short films, you know. Wow. So, you know, that's pretty bizarre. That is bizarre. Because all the stuff I used to do, you know, 20 years ago, I've kind of gone, yeah, I'm just going to leave that. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to touch that anymore. Well, no, this was, we, this was, you know, this doesn't look like anything. It's not, you know, it was just me and a Sony Handycam. It was right. literally going around in in a car, yeah. and uh, but it was kind of like it kind of predates it, like internet shows really, mm. like a, a YouTube, YouTube show. show. Yeah, you sure. know, it's a, it, it, we were making it, but we didn't know what we were making, but we had loads of it. You know, what I mean, yeah. we got like fifty, sixty minutes of this rubbish, <laughs> and it was, it was just talking nonsense, and um, and but. It was always funny. We knew it was funny. Yeah. It doesn't look, it looks like shit, but it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's funny. Matter. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, but this uh, in a, uh, may end up uh, coming to the radio. There you go. Yeah, so actually it's one of those weird things, isn't it? your ideas, you never know, do you? You, you know never I mean? know. Yeah. And actually ideas that you have, little sparks of ideas, it's yeah. always worth keeping them down and totally. Lean, yeah. you know, lead to something else. You totally. Know? How I came up with the dare was two ideas I'd had that I'd had in a notepad since I was like 14. Right. Put them together and suddenly it was like, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's my film. Let's right. go. Yeah. Wrote it really quickly then. But yeah, yeah so you, it's really important to write these ideas down. If you just don't even think about them anymore, they're just there somewhere that that yeah. day when you need a spark of inspiration. It just, there it is. It's, I think it's important. Yeah, well, there's a, you know, the, we're kind of like, we're, we're edging closer to it. There's a short film. I've always said that I'm not going to do another short film, but I've, there's a possibility of getting some, some cash for something. Right. And this idea has been knocking around in my mind for about seven or eight years, you know. Yeah. I've never, ever found anyone willing to go take a chance on it. But if we get it done, it will, you know, you know, but there's another one. But you kind of, you never know, do you, what's going to, going to, going to. No, you never go. know. You never know. you just got to keep going. You keep yeah, going. yeah. Jason, this has been amazing. Thank you. Yeah, mate. It's, it's really good, good to see you again. Really good to see you again. Yeah. I'm looking forward to tonight. I can't yeah. wait for the screening premiere. Nice one. We'll yeah. go and have a drink. Hey? Yeah, we definitely will. And uh, where can people follow you online? Um, Twitter, I'm JMG Media. Yeah. Um, uh, Facebook, I'm Jason Wingard. Uh, and I think on Instagram, I'm Jason Wingard as well. Right, um, eating by lines across the country right yeah, now. Yeah, eating by lines. Yeah, go go and see that. That comes out on March 29th, which was gonna be Brexit Day. So Theresa May, if you're not up to anything, you know where you <laughs> go <to> the cinema. <laughs> She'll need somewhere to go. Yeah, exactly. Go and have a laugh, love. A exactly. nice multicultural comedy for you. <laughs> Jason, thank you so much. This has been amazing. Cheers, mate. Making your indie film is tough, but you can get out there and do it. Remember, if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send the elevator back down. Until next Tuesday, keep making your indie film. Keep writing it. Keep doing it. You can do it. Until then, Jason, thank you. Cheers, mate. Take care. Take care, all of you. Bye-bye.
Check out more shows like it at oddfixnetwork.com.